Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, the 7th of October, day after the budget and day after the RBA meeting as well. And many strategists, economists, let alone the journalists, have smashed their heads on their keyboards all night writing their post-budget reviews. I will leave you to read those. I have my own summary, which says it didn't surprise, it did what it had to do, and was fairly predictable. And the market impact is muted. We were down 17 first thing this morning. We're now up 18. Futures this morning were down 17, so we opened up in line with that, which was pretty much in line with the US market rather than any revelations in the budget. Dow was down 376. That's 1.3%. And the Nasdaq was down 1.57%. Of more interest to us is stock impact or the impact on stocks. And the budget was obviously helpful for housing construction to some extent, but none of the stock in particular, I've got a box on our market map of all the housing stocks. And to tell you the truth, hardly any of them have moved except for real estate or REA group up 2.3%, domain holdings up 3.1%. Otherwise, it's pretty mixed, few down, few up. So no real impact on the housing market. And the major housing stocks, of course, are the banks and they are hardly moved today. Up 9 cents, up 2 cents, up 5 cents, almost immaterial. In fact, immaterial. But the other sector that's had a bit of a boost, but I'm afraid we're coming a little bit too late, is the auto sector. There is a analyst I've quoted in the strategy piece today, Paul Marrick from carexpert.com.au. He's put out a post-budget press release saying, big infrastructure construction commitments combined with tax breaks and stimulus for small business included in the federal budget will result in an immediate spike in interest in new utility vehicles particularly the more popular models. And the most popular, I believe, is the Isuzu D-Max. And he says waiting lists were already at five months before the budget announcement. And they expect in the wake of the budget, anyone ordering a D-Max over the next couple of weeks will be lucky to take the keys before Easter 2021. And that certainly seems to be showing up in the share prices of the auto sector today. As I say, car sales up 2.2%, APE up 5. 4%, ARB up 3.6%, AMA up 3.8%. AMA does well if people crash their utes, by the way. So the auto sector doing well. But I've had a closer look at both APE and ARB in the strategy piece today. You'll see ARB and APE both on PEs of 36, yields of 2.2 and 0.8. ARB very strong balance sheet, APE not so. Average target price on ARB from brokers suggests 23.7% downside and on APE 12% downside. Basically, these two stocks are both overpriced at the moment, especially after today's rally. Hard to chase them. Some stocks you've just got to let go, I think. But you buy them on bad days, not good days. Today is a very good day. The other sector doing very nicely today is online retail. We've got the likes of JB Hi-Fi up 3%, Kogan up 6%, Domino's up. Stimulus, as we know, helps spending and particularly in the hands of lower income people, which is generally younger people, 
it tends to get spent and it gets spent online. The RBA left interest rates on hold yesterday and some economists expect them to cut in November, but possibly not. The focus from the RBA yesterday was on jobs and they'd cut rates, I presume, if that would help the job situation out. But would cutting rates from 0.25.1 make any difference to the unemployment rate? I doubt it. It'd be symbolic best. And anyone who had a mortgage in the 1990s would be forgiven for dropping off their perch laughing at the current debate over the current serious debate over whether the RBA are going to cut interest rates by 0.15% and the many column inches devoted to that serious discussion are if you had a mortgage in the 90s laughable and today I have the proof have a look at the strategy piece today and you'll see a letter to my ex-wife and myself from the TSB bank on the 26th of February 1990 informing me that they are going to lower my mortgage rate next month to the miraculous mortgage rate of 15.10%. Sorry, that was 15.10%. And here we are seriously contemplating and the market moving on Bill Evans suggesting that the RBA may cut rates from 0.25 to 0.15. Sorry, 0.1. So excuse me and probably you or 90% of the markets today members if we don't take monetary policy too seriously at the moment. Some of us know what it's like to have a real interest rate and at the moment they might as well be zero. They might as well be negative. It really doesn't matter at the point. Other quick things. Stimulus talks stopped in the US. You've probably seen Trump's called an end to stimulus talks till after the election. Putting a kibosh on the Democrats $2.4 trillion package. And Jerome Powell last night was speaking. He was saying that, that there was a need for fiscal and monetary policy to work together and Trump says well you're not having any fiscal policy not until after the election and he says after I win I will immediately pass a stimulus bill well at this point the blue wave is suggesting Trump isn't going to win Biden's lead in the polls is as big as it's ever going to be on CNN if you can believe them the Democrats have a 16 point lead and this blue wave seems to be sweeping across America the Democrats describing the White House as a shambles with Trump's unilateral ending of stimulus talks as an example the momentum clearly with them You might notice as well, Trump trying to play on the coronavirus as an election winner, warning in tweets overnight that he or his miraculous resurrection suggests that the coronavirus is not to be feared. And he's tweeted something about the coronavirus being similar to the flu and they don't shut down the economy for that. And Twitter has posted misinformation warnings on his tweets. Anyway, the Democrats, I'm sure, are going to be using the mishandling of the bank pandemic as a base ball back running into the election. And we have the vice presidential debate today. We'll see what policy tact or tact they are both taking. Technology stocks sort of fell on the stimulus talks coming to an end. They have obviously been a beneficiary of stimulus money. Amazon fell 3.1% for instance, but I wouldn't get too concerned. The suggestion is if the Democrats get a clean sheet, they're going to come back in January with a more significant stimulus package. So it might actually be better 
better for technology stocks in the end if no deal is struck now. Right, moving on. I have a strategy summary today and you need to have a look at the strategy piece to see the charts on this, but the market lacks momentum, still trading sideways. Happy to be in the market, but I wouldn't be charging at the market. We don't have a bull market at the moment. A win by the Democrats in the US election is looking more certain. The market should respond well to a clear winner either way. Uh, The RBA and the government through the budget have fired all weapons. They have nothing left. Government has exhausted itself. So is the RBA. So we really are left up to our own devices now. I think the economic recovery settings are on full positive, full bore stimulus in Australia. We really need these case numbers to go down and encouraging today to see six cases in Victoria. We might just open up again after all. Major risk in the market at the moment, winter wave in the Northern Hemisphere. Although the winter wave only really matters if they're followed by damaging economic lockdowns or sorry, economy damaging lockdowns, they may come. That does present a risk, but the market's holding up quite well despite that developing theme anyway. So we're sort of feeling that the risk of a precipitous fall in the market is quite low at the moment because the winter wave is the biggest risk and the market hasn't responded. The major positive for the market would be obviously the development of a vaccine. Although, as I've said before, that's probably more a risk than a positive because the market's already assuming an effective vaccine by the end of the year being distributed globally in the first half of next year. But even a vaccine, we don't really need it. What we need is to get death rates down to acceptable levels. And that could be courtesy of a vaccine or treatments or healthcare preparedness. Any of them do the trick. And that does seem to be the trend anyway. So generally speaking, quite positive about the low risk in the market of a precipitous fall. But we really need to see the election result out of the way, a vaccine developed before we can confidently get stuck into a bull market. At the moment, there isn't one. There are a couple of uncertainties need to be cleared out of the way that might just be cleared out of the way in the next two or three months. We are at the moment out of the banks, happy to be so. I've got a chart of the bank sector in there. They've had a couple of pops recently. We might get involved in the banks coming into the results season at the end of November only for income in the income portfolio. Otherwise, we've decided they're not growth stocks. We're going to move on without them in our growth portfolios. We're looking to get more fully invested in our income portfolio. We've got quite a high level of cash at the moment. We want to invest in more stocks by number, but we're not rushing at the moment with the market moving sideways. And as we're in the middle of this dividend desert between results season, there's no rush to get fully invested in income, but we are looking to do so in time. We are pretty fully invested now in the growth portfolio. Still some room to invest there, but we'll look to get more fully invested with more stocks by number when the trend improves, when the bull market returns. And as I say, we're going to focus more on growth stocks than recovery trades, which we had been doing. So still ready to do a bit more investment, pick a few more stocks, but generally fairly fully invest at the moment. Now, one final theme I'll just mention. We are quite interested in the idea that the blue wave, Biden Democrats, could sweep to victory in the US election. And if they do, they could bring a revolution in foreign policy dealings. That would include a vastly more positive and proactive attitude towards US dealings with its trading counterparts, and in particular with China. We've been running scared, at least the market's been running scared of Chinese exposed stocks in the last couple of months since this 
Australian backing of an investigation into where the virus came from, which saw the Chinese backlash on soft commodities, which damaged some of our stocks. And you've seen things like A2 milk falling over recently. But we're wondering whether the election outcome, if it is a Democrat victory, could include an 180 degree turn in China-US relations and the, the tone of all US dealings with other countries, including the likes of Mexico, where relations have been based on bullying power plays and intimidation, where cooperative negotiation might have achieved more significant goals. And if that was the case, then some of the Australian soft commodity stocks and stocks like A2 Milk, Treasury Wine Estates, Elders, Bubs, Blackmores might all go for a run. At the moment, some of them are on the nose, particularly if you look at chart like A2 Milk. It would be a sentiment improvement rather than a fundamental improvement, but sentiment is all important. And we might just see all that soft commodity risk caused by our loyalty to our relationship with the US flip itself into a positive theme with improved Chinese relations in the absence of Trump and his Twitter account handling foreign policy. So having a look at that, I haven't done anything about it yet, but it might just be worth thinking about as the election play could well be an absence of, if you imagine, we we no longer have to mention trade talks as a negative every morning. It might actually become a positive. So looking at a few stocks there. Right, that's about that today. I've put in some technical observations today, some charts, stocks with buy signals, only a couple of sell signals, main pharma and miso blast, both of which have been knocked back by the FDA recently. And those sharp falls always cause sell signals, doesn't necessarily mean you sell. But a few buy signals today, which all look quite interesting. Some of them are buy signals in a downtrend, but some of them are buy signals in an uptrend. So worth having a look at some of those. I won't mention all the stocks names you have to be a member right as i leave you our market making steady progress case numbers in victoria helping online retail or retailers doing well today jb hi-fi up 3.5 percent we've got kogan up 6.2 percent they seem to be some of the budget beneficiaries is more money in low income earners pockets which is mostly young people which tends to get spent rather than saved and as i say some improvement in housing stocks and some improvement in motor stocks That seems to be the budget wash up, otherwise not a lot of impact. Finally, we have added a stock to the growth portfolio today, a domestic recovery stock. You'll have to go to the strategy piece to find that stock code. Dow futures down 48 and falling, waiting for the vice presidential debate. We'll leave it at that. I will speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) 